Welcome to the Build with Brabeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. Happy Thursday. Listen, we are back here with my podcast microphone. Crisp sound. Happy freaking days. Again, like the perfectionist in me, literally my skin is still crawling from the audio on my side of last week's episode. So again, I'm so sorry. Um, I think I have two more interviews that I have to release with shitty, shitty, shitty audio like that, which I'm so mad at because the content of those episodes are so amazing. So please listen to them anyways as they come out because my guests had great audio. I just really dropped the ball. But we have a new, um, a new battery in my laptop. And we're we're good to go. We're back here. Um, okay, so we're doing a little solo pod today. Um, it's Wednesday morning. I don't have any clients until like 9.15. So I'm having a nice morning. Poe and I, well, I woke up and I, like, I don't, I don't ever do this because most days I have to be up and out of the house. So today it was a treat. I still woke up pretty early, um, trying to keep that circadian rhythm on point. Um, but I stayed in bed. I journaled for a few minutes. I did, um, a little mindset meditation. Poe and I went for a W-A-L-K. He's laying next to me, so I cannot say that word or else we'll lose all peace and quiet in this room. Um, and then... Now caught up on some emails. I was having some breakfast. And now I'm here with you, sipping my coffee, getting ready to have a good day. Um, so I hope that you're also having a nice morning as you're listening, or maybe you did um, before listening to this. So highs and lows. My high is that it seems, knock on wood, that the 90-degree weather is behind us. Labor Day has come and gone, which means, like, in my head, that marks the end of summer. I know summer is until, like, end of September, but I love September weather. I love October weather. Ready for, like, light sweater weather. Not like a heavy sweater. Some light sweater weather. 60s, 70s, chef's kiss. Um, and so over Labor Day, I went down to Connecticut, spent the weekend with my family, both my sisters and their partners came down. My grandparents and my aunt were down. Um, and it was lovely, like the perfect combo of relaxing and fun, some indulgence. We did like a lobster bake kind of thing on Saturday. And then, uh, what did we do? Oh, Sunday, 
We took the dogs for some W's. We went out on the boat. We went out for ice cream, obviously. Um, and it was just a lovely way to round out the summer. I like definitely didn't spend as much time with my family as I wanted to this summer. So it was like much needed. Um, and then I have a few highs today. We're going to go through them. My next high, which is kind of related to the rest of them is that I sold out my beginner virtual strength training group, which I'm so excited about. And if you've been along for this journey, I feel like you've heard many different like iterations of myself even so far in just this like year and a half um, that I've been doing the podcast. But I definitely have like had a bit of, I don't want to say like a transformation, but it's been a freaking journey since 2020 when COVID hit and I was laid off and my self-esteem was kind of shot to shit, but then at the same time was pushed out of my comfort zone and gained some self-esteem in doing things on my own. But I would say like, especially over the last couple of years, you know, I did some things on my own, but I also just didn't believe in them. Like I, I, I knew that I could do it or else I wouldn't have done it, but I didn't believe in the value that I had to give to people, which then translates into when you're promoting these things and trying to sell them. And now through working with my business coach, through working on my mindset with money and working on um, manifestation and in that, you really have to work through all of your limiting beliefs and all of that, um, which I think had a major, major, major effect on being able to sell this group out. And I'm really excited to, you know, help people because I talk to clients every day. I talk to people every day and they tell me, you know, the different things that they're dealing with. And so many people were saying like, I want to learn how to strength train, but I don't know where to start. I can't afford personal training. I'm afraid to step into the weight section of the gym. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be judged. So I listened, knew who I was aiming this towards and put it together and we sold it out. And it's just as a business owner now of really just a really cool feeling. And I'm excited to see the transformations that these ladies have over the next eight weeks and the confidence that they're going to grow. And I'm excited to see how they support each other. Um, I think it's just going to be a really, really amazing eight weeks on both sides. Um, and I'm excited to start doing some more of these little mini series. Um, I really want to, do one for like pre and postnatal women in the future, maybe mini um, like versions of the body image boot camp. So stay tuned, but just good, good stuff. And that really just related to um, my high of really working on my money mindset and still working through that manifestation course and taking it really slow this time. Um, to make sure that I am actually 
absorbing the information, soaking it in, but also actually making those internal changes, which is really what it's all about. It's, you know, working through those limiting beliefs that you set on yourself, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, My low, which was just a stupid, funny story from this weekend, um, is that I dropped my phone in the ocean. It is now property of the fishes. Um, So Saturday, we went paddleboarding and kayaking. Um, My parents live on a river, like an inlet from the ocean. Um, And it's like right off the back of their house, which is amazing. So you just kind of have to like walk down a little hill and put the boards right in the water, which is the best. So all of us got out there. Megan and I, my older sister, were on one paddle board. She was sitting on the front and I was standing paddling on the back. Within two seconds, we fell in the water, which like it was not that warm. We were really just like, oh, it'll be fine. We're not going to go in. I was wearing jean shorts. So those were heavy and like so uncomfortable after that. But I brought my phone out in one of those waterproof pouches um, that's like on a lanyard. Because I was like, we're all together. We never take pictures. We're never all together. So figured I would take some cute pics when we were out and about. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Especially because my dad had his like nice camera safely on shore taking pictures of us. So I could have just used any of those. But so we're paddling along after we fell in and we get get back up, had a nice laugh, paddling along, paddling along. And I hear like a little plunk in the water and I turn and I just see the pouch that is still sealed, but is disconnected from the lanyard because the lanyard, I guess, was not secured properly or was like had been loosened or something. So it fallen off from the lanyard. So the lanyard, empty lanyard is just hanging on my neck and the phone and the pouch just plop down into the water. And I am an idiot because instead of immediately jumping in and grabbing it, I kind of just immediately accepted that it was gone. Mostly because we are in this like shallow area of the river and like it's really dark water and it's really, really gross. And I just have this weird phobia of like ocean water and even like any water that like I can't see through, like that I can't see my feet. And I know that like, yeah, there are some sea creatures in there. Nothing that is going to bother me. Logically, I know that. I was frozen. I could not do it. And everyone's like yelling at me like, jump in. What are you doing? Get in the water. Grab your phone. And I'm like, no, it's okay. It's gone. Like, bitch. And then eventually they yelled at me enough until I got in the water and tried to look around. And then we're all in the water, stepping around, trying to feel for the phone. And obviously we didn't. And like my brother-in-law was so cute and like speed paddled back to the house and got my dad's like diving flashlight and goggles and then like had pinpointed GPS point location and went back and tried to find it. Obviously they did not find it. So it was gone forever, but like just my luck. But also I would say a win in the money mindset. Cause I feel like in the past I would be like, 
freaking out about, oh my God, how much is a new iPhone going to cost? This is so annoying. I can't believe that I was so stupid and like really beat myself up. And really I was just like at peace and was just like, it's fine. Like it's a material item that can be replaced. Not that I want to just be like throwing money around willy nilly, but it's not a big deal. You know, it's a material item. It's all it can, it's replaceable. It's not worth getting upset over. And I got a new phone when I went to pick up my laptop, which was the other thing. My laptop was still being serviced at the Apple store. So I was like truly disconnected, unplugged off the grid all weekend, which was also amazing. And like definitely gave me some perspective in my relationship with my phone. Um, just how I use it to distract, you know, like I'll be watching TV and instantly without even realizing it, I'm scrolling through Instagram or I'm on TikTok instead of just like sitting and enjoying the show, which I think I need to like take up like coloring or knitting or something like that to keep my hands busy because my attention span just like, you know, the rest of ours has shrunk drastically and it's annoying, but okay. I have some recs for you um, because I've been reading and Mark and I started a new show. So, okay, we've been watching. Now that it's fall, spooky season is among us. If you're a big fall enthusiast, maybe spooky season starts now. I don't know. Sorry, I really needed a sip of my coffee. Um, So we started watching, I think it's called The Devil in Ohio or There's Devil in Ohio. There's a Devil in Ohio, I think it is. It's on Netflix. It's a miniseries. Um, one of the dads from Parenthood is on it. We love to see it. Um, a couple other um, actors and actresses that, like, I recognize, but I don't really, like, know who they are. Um, but it's a spooky, scary show. Culty vibes. devil vibes. Ghosty vibes. So good. So, so good. Um, And it's definitely, like, creepy. Don't get me wrong. Creepy. But if you're, like, if you hate horror movies, you might not hate it because it definitely is more of, like, a psychological thriller. It's not, like, an eight-episode-long scary movie. Really, really good. We're, like, flying through it. And that's saying something because we are so behind on so many other shows because we lose attention so quickly. Um, Okay. And then for books – Um, I don't know if I talked about this one on the podcast, but I finished Forever Interrupted, which was the last Taylor Jenkins read book that I had to read before her new one just came out. Um, It was really good. It was fucking depressing as hell. Um, I read it on the airplane to and from Charleston and bawled my eyes out. So I wouldn't recommend reading it in public if books make you cry. Um, But at the same time, It was really heartwarming and really pulled at the heartstrings. And if it was good enough to make me cry, that's some good writing, no? Um, I also just finished My Dark Vanessa, which came highly recommended from a few different podcasters and like, um, I don't know, book book talks. Um, It was dark, right in the title, dark, but I flew through that book because it was so well written. So without giving too much away, 
Um, it's about this woman who, when she was away at boarding school, when she was 15, her English teacher who was in his like forties or fifties, um, groomed her and like had an affair with her. So raped her repeatedly. Um, and so it's like flashbacks to when things were starting, when things were happening at the school and then present day when she's like in her thirties, I think, and how it has affected her. There are other girls that have come out and accused him of, accused him of the same thing. Um, and it, I thought it was just so well written in the way that it describes the grooming and the psychological manipulation and abuse um, that she was dealing with still into her 30s. Um, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, it's really dark, but I don't know. Sometimes those books are really amazing because especially in like today's day and age where this is like something real that happens so often. And, um, you know, I was never in a situation like that, but looking back, I was very much manipulated and like groomed in a way by, you know, my first boyfriend who was older than me and, um, you know, in different situations where looking back, you can see where the, that power imbalance. Um, and I think the way that she depicted all of that was so raw and realistic. And I think that it's a really just thought provoking work of art, um, and a good representation on the, the nuances of it all and the layers. Um, I thought it was so fucking good. Um, and then I just started Carrie Soto is back, um, which is the new Taylor Jenkins read book, which it's good so far. Like it definitely has me hooked. Um, but I'm intrigued to see where the story goes because it's not my typical plot line. I think, um, I mean, I typically, typically go for either rom-com or dark and it's maybe somewhere in the middle of that um but so far so good so i'll report back when i finish it hopefully by next episode we'll see um and then i was just on hulu to like because i am the worst and i just need to put tv on in the background whenever i do anything um and i was on hulu and they made Tell Me Lies into a Hulu series. So I probably talked about Tell Me Lies in one of these like Rex segments. Um, and I really loved that book. If you've ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, it's a great representation. And it was a hard book to read because I could relate to it so deeply. but. It also was really validating in my experience. It made me feel that it was validated and less alone. And it's something that I can talk about with some humor in my voice because it was so long ago and I've grown so much since then. But um, 
I'm so excited to watch the show. So I'm going to watch it and I will report back probably in the next episode. Um, But let me know if you read that book and if you are going to watch it. Um, Okay. I want to talk. This episode is kind of all over the place. Like I do have um, a pertinent topic that I will get to, but I also just kind of wanted to use it as like a little check-in. I hadn't really done a solo episode that fucking worked in uh, in a little while. So yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about Kim K and Peloton because people are pissed. People are pissed. Um, and I'm pretty neutral. I mean, I've talked about it many a time. I'm not a Kardashian apologist, but I'm not a Kardashian total hater either. Um, I think that they're a really interesting family and an interesting facet of our culture because so much of our culture is influenced by what they do and what they have done. And I think that the way that people dismiss them is unrealistic and unfair. But that being said, I think that it's also unfair the um, lack of accountability and responsibility that they take for their actions in terms of um, photoshopping. That's really the big one. I don't care if you get Botox. I don't care if you get plastic surgery. If something makes you happy and makes you feel better, like go for it seriously. But it's the, the lack of transparency. And they don't owe us anything. But when your body is becoming the beauty standard, wouldn't you take it upon yourself to be like, look, this isn't even real. I photoshopped my waist and like I got a Brazilian butt lift and I'm in the gym seven days a week. Like at least be transparent about it because and then there are all these conspiracy theories that the photoshopping is a ploy to get people to talk more about them, which, hey, it's working. Um, There was a recent one that Kim posted a picture of herself in a pool, um, but then she also posted videos. And in the videos, like I saw it, it was like an account that did this comparison of a screenshot of the video of her in the same exact position and then the photo. And she photoshopped out her traps to make her shoulders more like dainty and her neck slender and longer. Um, And it's just like, why? Because without the Photoshop, she still looked incredible. She's Kim fucking Kardashian. So why do you feel the need to do that? And I, they are not the root of the evil. They are not. They're a product of it and then they make it worse. But they do these things 
because people have berated their bodies and judged them since the moment they stepped out on the scene. So it's like you almost can't blame them. But regardless, so Kim K did this like um, little episode or class or something with Peloton uh, and Ashton Kutcher because Ashton Kutcher is doing this series, um, raising money because he's running the New York City Marathon um, and having different celebrities on. So Kim K went on and did this running workout with Ashton Kutcher and Robin Arzon. And I don't think she said anything crazy. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched some of the clips on, um, I think it was on Peloton's page. Um, you know, and I loved the transparency that she was like, look, I've literally never done a Peloton workout. Like I've never been on a bike, never done this, never done that, which is so hilarious because at least she's not fucking lying about this. It's like you go get that bag and you be honest about the fact that you are not aligned with Peloton. They asked you to do this thing, which is cool. They probably gave you a shit ton of money. Um, but also I wonder if they did or if they just asked her or paid, you know, some type of fee because it's a charity component or if they invested the money to get her on to get more people to watch and then donate. Who who knows? If you do know, if you work at Peloton, you let me know. Um, but the comments, people are fucking pissed that Peloton chose a Kim Kardashian because it really does go against so much of what they stand for or at least for what they say that they stand for. You know, so many of the instructors – are very into more of the positive motivation and um, more like body neutrality and all of that. And I mean, I wouldn't say Peloton as a brand is the best at that. I think that they have done amazing things. They're a super diverse brand. Um, I don't think I've ever seen any big public. And I think that a huge thing that we are sick of is that you hear these stories and then you hear people say things like, well, why was she running by herself? Well, why was she running by herself at four in the morning when it's dark? Well, why was she just wearing a sports bra? When instead, the narrative should be well, why is there an epidemic of violence against women in this country? What are we teaching boys and young men about women and their value and how to treat them? You know, um, I don't really know what the answer is there, but it's something that hits so close to home because it's something that we as women think about constantly. I have some of those thoughts of, oh, should I take a different route because it's lit? Should I carry my keys in between my hands, looking over my shoulder every day, every single day? Granted, I live in a city, so I've taught myself to be more hyper aware, but it's when I'm taking my dog for a walk, even in the middle of the day. There are areas where I'm like, and I'm not walking through sketchy areas, 
but areas that are more remote that are more like trails. And I'm like, mm, should I do this by myself? Even though it's like a half a mile where I could potentially be by myself. Not even. Um, you know, taking the dog out at night, going for a run. I've done runs at five in the morning when it's pitch black out. Because I mean, she's a mother. She was finding the time to invest in herself. It's so upsetting. But you know what is even more upsetting? Is that the man who's being charged with her murder has a prior kidnapping charge from 2000. So why wasn't he in jail? And I didn't like look that deeply into it. Maybe he did go to jail. I'm sure he served some kind of punishment for for that. But why wasn't he still in jail? Why wasn't he like being monitored? I don't know. It just seems like a kidnapper. Like there are people that are in jail for life for a fucking marijuana charge. This is a violent criminal. He should be in jail for life. That's a deeper conversation. But I hate to just give advice on what we can do as women, but that's all it seems like there is to give right now. Um, so what can you do to make yourself be safer? Um, obviously, try to be aware of your surroundings. Maybe only run with one headphone in or just do none at all. Um, if it's early in the morning, just play the music from your phone. That's fine. Um, Maybe run with a buddy, which is good, you know, social time. Try to switch up your running route and the time that you go running just in case, you know, sometimes these like predators will kind of monitor your routine for a while. Um, Arm yourself with pepper spray with those little personal alarms, um, one of those like monkey knot things for your keychain. And then be aware of the weapons that you have on your body, you know. Use your fingers to scratch, to gouge out eyes, punch your elbow, the throat, knee, the groin. It's upsetting that, like, we still need to be having these conversations, but we do. So be safe out there. My heart breaks for her family and her friends and her community. Um, and sending them so many healing positive vibes. I don't know what else to say. It's it's just horrible. Um but I want to go back to things that I was saying before about limiting beliefs and the things that we say about ourselves and that we think about ourselves because this is something that has been coming up a ton in conversations with clients and conversations with friends and conversations with past clients and potential clients. Um, these limiting beliefs and things that we believe to be a part of our core being as people um, and how they – can affect our body image and affect the way that we live our lives. So some of the ones that I hear all the time um, or that I have heard recently from people are things such as 
I never finish anything. Well, it's because I'm the worst. I'm just so lazy. I just always do this to myself. I always quit. I can't do that. I'm, I just have no control. And we say these things and it's something that either maybe someone else said to us or we have deducted from or deduced, I don't know, from evidence that we see in our lives. And then we just tell ourselves it over and over and over and over again until it becomes this deeply, deeply set belief that we have about ourselves at our core. However, most of these things really aren't true. We've kind of just learned this behavior and told ourselves that it is the absolute truth. So I would challenge you when you're having, not even when you're having some of these thoughts, but try to be hyper aware of these type of thoughts, how they come up, when they come up, why they come up. And then I want you to write down all of the evidence that you have that goes against these beliefs. What are external factors that are making you not finish anything? Maybe you're a mom and you work and you have kids to take care of and you want to sleep for 30 extra minutes instead of doing your workout or you're helping your kid with your homework so you don't get to work out in the evening or whatever it is. Oh, I'm just lazy. I don't ever finish anything. Well, maybe it's actually the diet that was created in a way that it's designed for you to fail at it. So you keep coming back and trying it again. So I want you to take five minutes and just write every piece of evidence that you have that goes against or that proves that that limiting belief is not real. Because these beliefs, you know, it takes time to break them down and start to learn new beliefs that we have about ourselves. But when we believe to our core that this stuff is real, it seeps into every part of our life. How you show up at work, how you show up in your relationships, how you just show up out in the world, how you think about your body and your body image, you know, oh, well, I'm lazy and I never finish anything and I have no willpower about around food. So I just have this body that I don't like and it's never going to change and I'm never going to change my feelings about it because I can't ever finish anything. You know, it trickles in and it seeps through. Um, and it's something that we – are going to talk about in my body image boot camp um, and try to identify what other core values that you see in other people that you want to hold for yourself and how we can take those core values that you aspire to and how we can make that a part of your life. You know, you don't have to be the person that doesn't finish every, anything. You don't have to be the person that is lazy and has no motivation. You don't have to be the person that always does anything. 
You know, we do have the ability to change the way that we think and to change the way that we behave. It is more so just about identifying those things, nipping them in the bud, replacing them with a different belief or value, and then reiterating it to yourself with habits over and over and over again and living it and living it and living it until you are it. And you can do that with anything. It can be about body image. It can be about money. It can be about working out. Literally anything. Our brains are super malleable. Um, So yeah, I challenge you to explore what your own limiting beliefs are and just like start to be hyper aware of the things that you say to yourself and the the things that you feel are holding you back and write it all out. Write about why you think that and then write out all the evidence that disproves it. Write out what you are missing out on in life by holding on to that belief and living through that belief. Write out what you could gain in your life and how your life could be different if you changed that belief. And then let me know how it goes. Maybe make a post, tag me in it, DM me, shoot me an email, any of the things. Um, But if you want to do that together in a more guided way, um, I definitely would love for you to join the Body Image Bootcamp that starts in October. Uh, We are going to be going through so many of these different mindset tools, if you will, mindset hacks, if you will, to take you from being insecure and stressed out about food and exercise and your body to being confident and consistent and having radical self-love that you cannot shake um, through food freedom and creating an exercise routine that supports your body, that you can do consistently, um, that you can stick with, just improving that body image and giving you the tools to work through your most insecure days. Um, It's going to be a transformational 12 weeks with an empowering, supportive group of women. And I cannot wait because, you know, we go through our lives thinking these things about ourselves and letting it just kind of dictate the flow of our lives. And we really do have the control. And I think, you know, I know personally, I went through the majority of my like teen and young adult years with these narratives that I had about myself, with these insecurities, letting diet culture run my life and missing out on things because I didn't want to miss a workout, stressing out, not being present because I was worried about my food choices. Every Monday, feeling like I had to start over. Every January, feeling like I had to start over and just beating myself down to try to lift myself up. And that just never worked. Um, And so I implore you to consider starting this fall 
to reframe your mind so that by the time January comes around, you're not looking for the next diet to do. You already are so steadfast and solid and confident in your health routine because I'm going to help you become the healthiest version of yourself by finding the food freedom, the mindful movement, the body neutrality. Um, so I'm really excited about it, as you can see. Um, but reach out if you have any questions. I'm dropping the link below. So just click on that link. It'll bring you to a website that has so much of the information, a place for you to give me a little information about yourself if you're interested in learning more or hopping on a quick call to see if it's a good fit. Um, and that'll do it. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Peace and blessings. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbraybeck.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.